and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cowboy Show. Across from me is Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? And with me today, I have quite, quite the guest. It's a huge guest, probably the it, biggest guest that that, uh, that the Cameron Woolley Show has gotten. No respect to Q. No disrespect. No well, disrespect to I Q. Mean, yes, no respect to Brian Q. Quinn from Impractical Jokers, but but uh, yeah, I, it is just my absolute honor. It's a privilege to welcome the creator of this week in sports ball. A lot of you might know him for that. A lot of you might know him also for his series, The Legacy of Failure, where he talks about a bunch of teams and how they choke a lot in the playoffs. You might also know him for The Haters Guide, but most people know him as the undisputed king of shit posting on sports on YouTube. It is my honor, my friends, to welcome Urinating Tree to the Camera Mully Show. What's up, man? All right, so we're going to lead off with a little bit. We're going to lead off with some football because that's the only thing that's really going on right now in sports, <laughs> at least. Uh, where do you want to begin, my friend? I, I I would be lying if I didn't if I said that I wasn't feeling really bad for you right now. Just absolutely horrible. But, um, well, you know what? I'll let you tell me how you're feeling right now. Well, Tree, um, as you may or may not know, I am a diehard Giants fan. And you have experience with miserable Giants fans. Mm -hmm. So they lost on Monday Night Football by two points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it was uh, a usual, a, a similar a predictable yet at the same time heartbreaking loss is it heartbreaking yeah, well is, is it more heartbreaking that they actually just give you any inkling of hope yes or would you rather be they be blown this out? thing this team's a tease this team's a tease every single week like tree Eight. like that aren't don't they like they're close every week well, they keep losing, like, in strange fashion. The sad part is you have a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. You win that game. Absolutely. That's the sad part. Yeah, dude, Jones. The thing like, he had that final drive, but most of it was luck. I mean, I mean, he technically should have been down on that fourth and five, but the linebacker over-pursued. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, um, but like that 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 second pick was just inexcusable. Oh just my take god, the sack. dude! I it's and I'm so watching funny. it on a treadmill, like at the gym. I'm like, dude, just take the sack. What are you doing? <laughs> so like so many Giants fans. He's trying to be way too cute, and I mean, it's something you have to work yourself out of. But like, I I mean, they 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 had to have told him by now, right? I'm like, dude, don't just chuck the ball up like indiscriminately. Ah, just something take, that's like you just. It, it's something you have to work out of, and it's it's tough. It's instinct. That's what it is. It's instinct. Just go down, mm -hmm. fall down. Like you, he knows how to fall down. So obviously, we knows how to fall down. He just doesn't know how to hang on to the football yeah, while learned, falling we down. We learned. We learned. He, we learned. He learns. He knows how to fall down real good. So, I yeah, and I I I felt bad. As I know they gave you false hope. Oh yeah, every week they give me false hope. They had the lead fourteen to three. And I remember sitting here, I wasn't even excited. I was in no way, shape, or form excited. I was just I was just sitting there and I'm like, dude, we know what's gonna happen. And then the, with with Jones, it's like, I'm sorry, man. It's 
just what so many anyways um just giants fans gave so much shit to eli manning for taking too many sacks and going down too easily and not extending plays which to some degree was valid but (laughs) well look where that got them two super bowls so I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to. I'm talking about the fans that tried to talk shit about Eli Manning, but I know. I'm. I. Uh, I just. I just felt bad. I. I. I saw that that last touchdown to Golden Tate, which kind of looked like he chucked up the ball. Golden Tate did all the work. Oh yeah, it looked like he just chucked the ball. Oh yeah, Tate and and Golden Tate made a great. That was a great catch. Yeah, I don't get why they haven't fed him the ball that much. Every single time they give him the ball, he does stuff with it. Yeah, for sure, but um. I mean, and I know you tweeted it. It came down to a two-point conversion. They had hope. They had a chance. I'm sorry. I'm like, they're not getting the two. It's like, are are you kidding me? And granted, I'm hearing a lot of people were talking about whether there was some kind of ref ball going on there on the two-point conversion with the PI. Sure. That was more of a bad throw, I feel like, than PI. I mean, that's incidental contact. He's playing the ball. So you have no statement that uh, he was his back was turned. He was defending. He he wasn't even he wasn't even looking at the ball. Maybe they should have called it. They did call it for a second. Like yeah, they had the flag on the ground and they picked it up. I I don't I don't even know. Just that every single week it's like I don't even know why I bother talking about this team every week because it's the same thing. It's Groundhog Day. That's why I tweet every week Groundhog Day. Well, I, I want you to talk about it because it's like sitting on a psychiatrist's couch. Like, you got to just get it <laughs> out. catharsis. Yes. I mean, uh, there's at least a positive here. You're not a Jets fan. Oh, my God, yeah. So, <laughs> at least you have that going for you. Your yeah, quarterback your point has of legitimately view. been ruined by your coaching staff. Okay, from your point of view, bigger lol cow, Giants or Jets? Jets. Easily Jets. <laughs> the Giants just have their head up their ass. The Jets are just malignant. Like at least the Giants have some kind of reputation on in the past to fall back on. The mm-hmm. Jets. Uh, you've won Super Bowls in the past ten years. Yeah, it's. I guess that's that's good. I mean, winning a Super Bowl in 2011, I've like I have complained to a a bunch of a multitude of fans. Like, like I I I have a friend that's a Browns fan. I'll complain around him, and he'll just scoff at me. Mm-hmm. He'll just be like, oh, you, you're suffering? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I get why a Browns fan I mean, you kind of are. You, your team's a mess. Oh, but yeah, at the same absolutely. time, it's just like you have won championships. And at least I have that. In, in recent memory. That, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I can. In your, in, your life, in your lifetime, Cameron Woolley. Yes. In your, well, Short lifetime, shorter than mine. I'm an old man, but oh, but I have good news for you, Giants fans. You claimed Dante Pettis on waivers. Dante, what? wide receiver for the Niners. I mean, I I guess that's cool. I mean, just I don't know. Uh, okay, for uh, this came. Oh yeah, 49ers cut former second round pick Dante Pettis two days after crucial fumble with no trade materializing. Although I guess the trade. Well, it wasn't a trade. They picked him off waivers. So, <laughs> so more, more. It's a waiver. That's pretty much all. Of, it's not a pass. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can't wait for Giants fans on Twitter and Instagram to talk about it like he's going to be some big depth grab. Kind of like how they treated Corey Coleman. Why didn't you give up? Why'd you put me second string, coach? <laughs> Why'd you make me second string? Wow! So another giant who can't hang under the football. That's uh, yeah. That's Corey Coleman, the practice squad. He's on your practice squad, right? I last time I checked, maybe. I don't. I think know. you just signed him there, but I'm not sure. Uh, yes, he's okay. On the, he is on the practice. Okay, squad. he is on the practice squad. That's all right. From what I remember, now there's a bust of a draft pick. Yikes! Corey yeah, Coleman. Corey. Yeah. Oof. I think he had his only, or not his only touchdown reception as a Brown in his rookie year. But I remember he had one of the very few. He had that big drop in Week 17 that solidified 0 and 16. The only reason why I know that is because he played the Stellars. Well, everybody knows about that. Uh, I mean, you're you're having a you're having a good time as a Steelers fan, dude. Did you expect this? No, not at all. Like I expected mediocrity. I did not expect seven and zero. Okay, I know you throw around this term a lot, and and the Steelers have gone through quite a bit of turnover, and you use this term a lot to describe teams turning over their roster. But do you think there's been a uh, a culture change in Pittsburgh? A little bit. I mean, they got rid of some of the cancer. I mean, Ben's at least changed or at least started to change a little bit i think yeah well they also uh cut out the tumor no they cut out a good well i mean they forced out a lot of cancer levy on ab um the defense they overhauled i think that's the big thing if anything oh yeah that defense is finally the past few years watching the steelers i don't watch them that much but i try to catch some of their games whenever they're playing and they're on cbs and the Jets aren't hogging up that that time slot in my area. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'm noticing is that over the past couple years, I'm seeing a different kind of Steelers team. Yeah, on... they, they, I have more confidence in them this year than I did in 2017. Because if you go back in 2017, I was very skeptical of them. Oh, my God. They yeah. were doing like the same thing. It's like they played no legit quarterbacks. They would always play like shit. They beat down in the fourth quarter or tied. And then there'd either be this outstanding play by Ben, Bell, Evian, uh, sorry, um, Antonio Brown. They make this great catch or like this incredible feat. They bail him out. Chris Boswell would nail like a 40 to 50 yard field goal and win the game. That happened more times than not. It was only a matter of time before they got exposed and they did. Yeah, against, uh, against the dreaded Saxonville. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming a mile away. Oh uh, yeah, I remember your congrats Steelers video. That was one of your, in my opinion, that's one of your best. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you gotta be feeling pretty good. So, second time in franchise history, they've gone seven and zero. The last yep, time, last time they did, they won the Super Bowl. Yes, they beat Dallas the, Super Bowl. The, the dreaded Tom Landry led <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yins are uh, the yins are in your basement. Has got to be very happy. Yes, he's very very happy. In fact, he's uh, he, he wouldn't stop talking about going Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the yeah, seven- gotta go down the giant eagles and get some icy light. Def. 
And uh, the seven zero has not been a cakewalk, so they've been they've been some pretty good teams. Well, they had some weak teams, but the last two have been legitimate tests. You almost screwed the pooch against the Titans. Yeah, I mean, you deserve to be criticized nearly below the twenty point lead, but they got they made it through. Okay, against the Ravens, this is where I think a lot of people are starting to buy them. The thing with the Ravens is, like, they would have won that game if Lamar Jackson didn't turn the ball over so Like, he had, like, issues with fumbles and interceptions. I'm like, I thought you were done with this shit, man. Hey, maybe coaches just kind of figured him out, I guess. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a thing that can happen with the quarterbacks have great seasons, and then, and you know, if uh, they game plan right for him. Yeah, go back to the game tape, see some flaws, some weaknesses. Like that, I don't, know, I don't know, man. That guy can adapt, man. So this was a this was a legit victory, man. Good, I, good, good defense, man. Yeah, man. It's that. Yep. Okay, do you think T.J. Watt ha- is currently the better Watt brother in the league right now? <laughs> in terms of, I don't know. I talent? mean, in terms of like like right now, probably, but that's because T.J. is like thirty and he's playing on a bad team. Like, that would be the only reason. JJ, you mean? Yeah, JJ, I mean. Don't forget about Derek Watt, the fullback, also with the Steelers. Oh, my God. Oh, imagine if the if the Steelers pulled off a trade at the trade deadline to get JJ. Huh. Titans would have never allowed it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, I'm looking to win. I mean, it would have been nice. The Steelers really didn't need them, though, unfortunately. I mean, you have yeah. Tewitt and Hayward. They're pretty solid. Alawalu's been pretty solid as well. And that's what it is. Yeah, you got the you got the Cowboys this week. Yeah, Jerry Jerry World. I I mean, <laughs> I should not be a formidable opponent. But um, I don't know. I guess you don't underestimate anything this season, right? <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, if I had, if I were a betting man, I don't know what the line is. Uh, I would put it on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the Cowboys are probably going to be starting the vaunted Ben DiNucci. No, actually, they are not starting Ben DiNucci. Wow. They're changing it up. They are starting either Cooper Rush or Floor or Orlando Apollo's legend Garrett Gilbert. Oh, Orlando like Danucci played last week. Oh, it, it was bad. Like he was trying way too hard. Like he was like slinging sidearm. It's like, uh, so dude. I, I, he, I mean, and that's not really the fault of Danucci. He shouldn't have even been in that situation to begin with. But it was, it was bad. I didn't catch any of that Sunday night game. Because I had way better things to entertain myself with than Eagles Cowboys for the five millionth time uh, yeah, on Sunday you, you night didn't football. You want to tune in prime time Sunday night football between the, these two titans of suck, <laughs> <laughs> just to see what the outcome was. Tank division, just tank, a, hardcore tank division. I mean, as as as. As much as I love, you know, seeing say Mike Tyson fight say Holyfield, um, you know, sometimes the the Glass Joe battles, you know, Glass Joe versus Glass Joe is uh is also entertaining, right? Uh, always. 
Oh man. And uh, who do the who do the Giants have uh, coming up? This the week? Washington yeah. Football Team. Oh, again. So why I I. I I can't remember if I asked you this. How much are they going to regret accidentally winning that game a couple weeks ago? Oh, my God. The Jets have 0-16 potential. Sure. Jones hasn't, Jones hasn't progressed at all. If anything, he's regressed That's from his was, rookie year. Right. And a lot of fumbles. And the problems are only glaring even more. Not only is he fumbling, but he's also throwing a shitload of picks. So mm-hmm. that's... That's horrid. Um, And I have a bad feeling that if the Giants aren't at first overall and Gettleman stays at GM, which is probably going to happen, knowing how much the Maras value organizational loyalty. And even if they do fire Gettleman, they're going to hire from within the organization, which has been rotting and festering ever since 2013. So... I still think that if they're not at first overall, they don't take a quarterback. Even though Justin Fields, I can get not taking Justin Fields because he's from Ohio State and there's a lot of red flags that come from quarterbacks from Ohio State. I mean, the team that the Giants are playing, they uh, they drafted their own project from from Buckeye Nation and... He didn't work out. Um, whatever reason that didn't work out, but it just didn't. And that might scare the Giants away from Fields. And I guess also it helps that Penny Sewell is looking to be a, a uh, more likely than not franchise left tackle. Mm-hmm. But, but, dude, if I'm the Giants, I try my best to go 1-15 and pray that the Jets win one or two games. Maybe they get a tiebreaker, and then the Giants get the first overall pick to draft Trevor Lawrence. And we just wait for him to suffer behind that terrible offensive line for for a few years until it gets fixed. I um hey is, uh, is Joe Judge still making everyone run laps and everything? Uh, whatever <laughs> whatever approach he's taking, it's not really working. I mean, they look better coached than they have in the last few years okay. which says absolutely nothing about I mean, if, about if, the if, about the about this team because they went through slick McAdoo and Pat I made Case Keenum good that one year Shermer so yeah I mean if that that, that means that absolutely slightly nothing. better coaching doesn't lead to victories then yeah what's the point what sucks is that their defense is actually starting to perform. Right. Like James Bradbury is arguably a top three corner in football. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, I, I have some more good news here for you, I guess. Uh, right. This is comes crazy in the New York Post. Um, so the Giants' average margin of defeat in the first half of the season was 13 points in 2017, eight and a half in 2018. <laughs> 13.6 in 2019. This year it's down to 7.8. So Hooray, we're only losing by just over one touchdown, yeah. boys. Yeah. Hey, that's progress is progress, am I Say, right? Yeah, I know progress. I gotta take the win. How long until you bench Daniel Jones for Geno Smith? Ooh. Oh, okay. Don't don't <laughs> remind me. Don't remind no, me of bad, that. Dude. That was 
I I was I've never been more jaded toward one of my sports teams than when McAdoo did that. That was bad, dude. Like, at least start Davis Webb and see what you've got. Don't start fucking Geno Smith. That was an ego thing. Oh, my God, yeah. That was was like when the Bills benched Tyrod Taylor for Nathan Peterman. Mm Mm-hmm. Ego. And then Nathan Peterman was nowhere near ready, and he lost them the game. Yeah. It sucks. Peterman was actually good at Pitt. He was. He was really good at Pitt. It's just, I'm, it was sad to see him like fall apart like that. Yeah. Just. So, I mean, he's still in the NFL, but no. I don't know if he's going to get another shot. Oh, no. He's not going to get another shot. The, the, the legend of Peter meme is too big. Mm-hmm. Way too big. How about we talk about Tua for a second? Oh, hey. The Dolphins, yep. Tua. Tua. My friend who's a Dolphins fan has been ruthlessly criticizing me for for saying uh, his name wrong. It's not pronounced Tua Tagovailoa. It's Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> Tagovailoa. <laughs> and even when I say it right, I, for some reason, I still somehow butcher it. I haven't looked at his line yet, but... I think Tua had a pretty solid start as Ming leaves the the room real quick. But from what I saw, I, I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, it was a quarterback making his first start. And he wasn't making boneheaded mistakes like a certain other quarterback we've talked about. And although I think this win mostly attributes to the Dolphins' defense, because I did see a lot of returns. Yeah, it was uh, special teams and uh, turnovers. Like, Jared Goff got eaten alive. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, Jared Goff, he, he threw 61 times? Good Lord, no wonder he has so many passing yards. They don't have a running game. Or they do have kind of a running game, but they don't use it. Well, the problem with their running game is they don't have like a, a legit number one. That's the problem with um with uh, the Rams. If they got that. Who's that running back that they got? Number twenty-seven. I, I keep. Daryl Henderson. Yeah, Daryl Henderson. I thought it was like a second or a third round pick. Yeah, but he's not bad. But he's not a number one yet. I mean, Gurley was their big guy, and they're paying him a dead cap. Well, Speaking of uh, Gurley, I'm surprised he returned to form. I thought he was. Done by injuries. Yeah, but he's also playing on the Falcons. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. Oh, that's, that's a different story. Oh, a whole dude. nother dimension. Oh, dude. You, Tree, you've got to be loving the Falcons right now. They're giving you endless. Well, a little bit. And then they're going to go like 6 and 10, 7 and 9, and nothing changes. No, I thought that, like, I'm talking about just the choking and how much content. Oh, dear God. That's that's horrid. <laughs> They, they, they've done three times in six weeks with an over like 95% chance of winning. Dude, that is, that is. I guess the, the issue isn't Todd Gurley really scoring a touchdown, even though that was bad. The problem is their defense couldn't stop shit. Oh yeah. Their defense always. If they just... don't blow those games, they're five and three. Yeah. And Falcons fans are going to use that as an excuse to say mm-hmm. that their team, their team is good. 
Yeah, and then they're going to keep choking again because they don't have a defense, and they're going to keep Raheem Morris as coach, and nothing changes. Dude, poor Julio Jones, man. Like, think about it. He's yeah, he is a legendary player. He's he's getting he's getting up there in age, and mm-hmm. I heard Julio, no I think so, like, what, 32? Yeah, he was drafted in 2011. Like, I, don't, I don't know how old he is. 31, he's 31. Yeah, he's 31. He's That's old. For a receiver, although for his kind of some older receivers go big, like Larry Fitzgerald, he's still clicking. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald was taken in the same draft class as Eli Manning. (laughs) And he's, I think, I think he was taken in the same class as Eli, and he's still, he he lasted longer than him. So I guess that's, it's good for him. Um, But yeah, I'm shocked that I didn't hear Julio's name in any trade rumors because. Mm Cap hit. That's the problem. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, paying receivers those big money contracts. Um, some GMs might be a little cautious in regards to trading yeah. for receivers who have oh, big contracts. Oh, cap hit plus the, you know, the pandemic. Everything's like, well, really iffy. No one's going to want to pay up shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With how uh, like the cap might not be... Yeah, it might not might not rise. It, it it didn't rise in the NHL, which is a huge deal. Like I I didn't really when I looked at it, I didn't notice that much. But but did the cap not rising in this league could be a huge deal, especially yeah, for some of the Saints are going to be in trouble. Oh my God! Yeah, the Saints. Yeah, there are a hundred million dollars over the cap. Wow. <laughs> Some like I, I looked it up. I think it's Whoa. like two hundred seventy-five. Let me look that up real quick. I think Whoa. I've saved in my likes. That's that's insane. Yep. The Saints now have two hundred and seventy-six point two allocated to their twenty twenty-one salary cap in a season where the league maximum may drop to one hundred and seventy-five million. Oh my yeah, God, dude, and I think, dude, I and they're not even that, that good. They're suspect. Yeah, like they're paying Michael Thomas. Yeah, and Michael piece. Thomas is throwing red flags left and right. Dude, Michael, they're paying Michael Thomas upwards of ten, twenty million dollars mm-hmm. to <laughs> to catch slants and make. Unnecessary headlines. Mm-hmm. Punch your uh, teammates in the face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my god! I can get paying Breeze because he's a franchise. He's a franchise. Well, he's your guy. last chance, and he's he's on the decline. Oh yeah, like I haven't seen him. He's gun shy now. Like he doesn't throw deep anymore. Partly because he can't throw deep, and also Michael Thomas, his number one receiver is he can only run slants. Mm-hmm. Well, slants, it's, that's the only thing Drew Brees can really throw, that and screens to Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, now that's a stud right there. <laughs> Talk about good back, Alvin Kamara. And also mm-hmm. paying Latavius Murray. Not really much of a handsome sum, but, but a good bit. Also paying Janoris Jenkins for the remainder of his 2016 contract that he got from uh, uh, former Dave Gettleman, Jerry Reese. 
mm-hmm. in his spending spree that worked out for a whole one year and then bit him in the ass than the for the last four. Mm-hmm. What the Patrick Robinson? Why? <laughs> That's a good chunk right there. What man. the hell? Dude, what? Did the guy had one pick six in the NFC Championship game? One. And he's just vanished ever since then. I can get him. I can get paying Malcolm Jenkins because he's good. I can definitely get paying Ryan Ramchak. Oh, Ramchak's an elite right tackle. Uh, and the Giants took perennial uh, Butterfingers <laughs> spokesman Evan Engram over him. Mm. Well, a lot of teams took uh, Ramchek, uh, guys over Ramchek. Steelers technically took T.J. Watt over Ramchek. Well, yeah, but at least T.J. Watt has become a premium pass rusher. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Didn't they give a crazy extension to Taysom Hill? Yeah, I think they're paying him like over twenty million <laughs> to be a gimmick. Well, it's because they think he's like the quarterback of the future. He's thirty. He's thirty, but he's gonna. Yeah, his cap next year is a ten million dollar salary, a sixteen million dollar cap hit in twenty twenty one. Wow! If they got him at eleven million in dead cap, dude, <laughs> you don't cut Taysom Hill. They're not going to cut Taysom Hill. Now, I don't get. I don't get how he hasn't tried out at receiver for the Saints yet because he's actually a damn good he's receiver. Doing both. I think he's like in fantasy. He's like a tight end. A tight what? Well, I don't. He's their gadget guy, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. He could do it all. Soon enough, he'll probably be playing defensive back and wide receiver and offensive line. He's earning that paycheck. (laughs) It's like, oh, hold on, Ryan Ramchick's out, and here comes the new starting right tackle, Taysom Hill. Oh, my God, he just can do it all, can he? Mm Mm-hmm. They also got a famous Jameis on the payroll. Yep. Well, famous Jameis is more of a um, stopgap. No, to uh, develop. I feel like Jameis Winston. Okay, about Jameis Winston, I still think he can become a successful quarterback in this league if a coach just kind of with the with the right kind of coaching. Maybe like, the problem with him is if it weren't for the turnovers, he'd be elite. Oh my god! Like he yeah. has the arm strength, he has the accuracy, he has all the intangibles to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league. He just that's terrible decision making. He keeps turning the damn ball over. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's something you really can't coach. Well, I mean, if you if you have put the right scheme around him, maybe. You know, give him some big man wide receivers. Yeah, give him the right system. I mean, that's what the Giants did with Eli Manning. He threw picks for the first few years of his career until they brought in yeah, Plaxico he Burris. Ran him out of town. Until they brought in Plaxico Burris and he just became a six-five lurch with with arms that were similar to Slenderman arms, and could just catch everything if you threw it in his direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jameis Winston on the Saints is something that could be very interesting in the future. It's not yeah. going to happen for another couple of years, but 
I probably, I think Breeze might retire after this year. It's like kind of in that Peyton Manning stage. When's his contract up? Drew Brees? Yeah, Drew Brees. I think they just extended him for this past year. They're worried about him not playing. He's a free agent. Okay, we have it right now. His free agent. He's a free agent after 2023. Jesus. He'll be 44. (laughs) 44. Some of it's like voided. So uh, he's under contract for next season too. Yeah. Jesus. With the $36 million cap and a $25 million salary. Jesus. Jesus. Wow. That's... If you cut him, it's a $22 million dead cap. Dude. That is just... <laughs> and it's not like he's Tom Brady. You know, you know what? Drew Brees needs Bruce Arians. Because for well, some reason... The thing with Drew Brees is that he doesn't have the arm strength or the ability he once had. Age is making him decline. And it happens to everyone. So, yeah, not much you can do there. I mean, Tom Brady's holding out somehow. I thought he was done after last year. He did not look good last year. Yeah, I was talking with a bunch of over the offseason. I was talking with Bucks fans. I'm like, dude, you realize Brady is 42, and he he had his first signs of decline last year. He's 42 years old. He's gonna fall off a cliff. And mm-hmm. now, uh, well, I should have known with Bruce Arians. He's just a wizard when it comes to reviving old senile quarterbacks i mean he turned carson palmer into a mvp (laughs) candidate in 2015 so also uh, they put a bunch of tools around him to succeed yep yeah they did yeah they did for sure no no doubt oh man but yeah, good luck to the Saints, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they look iffy as hell. Though they do not look like they're in full sync, or they they look suspect as hell. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, they should have lost to the Chargers. They were they were a good play caller for Chicago away from losing to the Bears. Panthers, they nearly lost to. So yeah. like they're um they're ripe for um getting torn apart by the right team. Well, the Bears were also another highly suspect. Oh, they were easily suspect. They've been lucky as hell. <laughs> um, the the uh, legend of Big Dick Nick might not be. Uh, I mean, it was it was cool for that game against the Falcons, but other than that, we haven't seen a lot of uh, that 2017, 2018 Nick Foles. Well, Nick Foles is a situational quarterback. That's the thing. He's best in those short spurts, you know, kind of like, you know, the playoff run with Philly, uh, 2019 or 2018 with Philly. You had, uh, you know, against the the Falcons with the Bears. Like, he's best in those short situations, give you like a jolt. That's what Nick Foles is. You try to rely on him as a full-time starter, he just doesn't have the ability to do it in full-time spurts. It would sucks because I remember in 2013, Foles was, dude, he gave me nightmares. Oh, rem- 2013 Foles was late. Then he went to St. Louis and got ruined. I can't remember. I was sitting there watching Foles 
in 2013 and i'm just being like we're gonna have to deal with this (laughs) we're gonna have to deal with this for the next 10 years you kidding me then that's the thing with a bunch of nfc east quarterbacks that come up as potential franchise saviors for either the eagles cowboys or a football team like i remember with rg3 in 2012 i'm like oh god i'm gonna have to deal with this for 15 years yeah Nick Foles, oh God, I'm going yep. to have to deal with this for for over a decade. And with the Cowboys, oh God, Tony <laughs> Romo. And then he <laughs> broke his collarbone. Then Dak Prescott, well, for the first couple of years, he was kind of a meme. But then it just became, oh God, Dak Prescott, I'm going to have to deal with this for the next 10 yeah. years. And then he broke his ankle. We don't know what's happening with him. Yeah, I think Dak Prescott isn't really going to hurt that much in terms of money. You're looking at what the Cowboys are doing without him. He's just in there like, hey, Jerry, see how bad your offense is without me? Pay me. Pay me, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude. You're the Jerry only Jones. reason your offense clicks. So, dude, and Jerry Jones has been extremely hesitant to pay him. Like, he paid Zeke over him, which... Yeah, that worked out, didn't it? Oh, yeah, that's that working out, out well. great. Well, the problem is you pay running backs. That's not a good sign. Yeah, which brings us to our one of our mailbag questions. Oh, um, Cameron Woolley mailbag is back in effect. Yep, absolutely. What? Uh, well, what do we got this week? Oh, my God, we have so much. Oh, really? my God. So, well, I mean, we haven't really read a mailbag entry in weeks. So. I just mentioned, Trey, I just mentioned your name, and now everything's flooding in. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're just going to go to the Prescott question. Um, this is from uh, my friend, Dr. Salt. You might have heard his name a few times. Oh, yeah. Um, where is Dak Prescott ranked among quarterbacks, Dr. Salt asks. That's a tough question. I always struck him as like a Tony Romo type, a good and not great guy. You know, a guy who's going to put up a lot of stats and, you know, be, you know, be Pro Bowl caliber. But he never struck me as like the elite of the elite. He struck me as more of that second tier. So that's where I'm still seeing him as, you know, like that second tier of quarterback, you know, like with the likes of shit, you know, like Philip Rivers of the time, a couple else. Who else would you really say is in that category? Um, like Deshaun Watson at this point. Yeah, poor Probably. Deshaun. I, I love Deshaun Watson. He should be up higher, but it's Deshaun. Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr. Carr I would when, say maybe. Like when he was at his best, Derek Carr. Yeah, Carr um, was good. Probably say maybe um, Ben would be in that category. Matthew Stafford. Mark Jackson. Stafford maybe. Um, too many drill Stafford's definitely up in that category. Oh, yeah, too. Matthew Stafford, I don't know what it is with him with his two minute drills. That guy is just that's because you're playing for Detroit. Imagine him on a real team. Oh, so my I'm God. Say. <laughs> oh, dude, Stafford was like, I'll talk to my dad so much about like other players, and he's like, you know, Matthew Stafford isn't really that good. And I'm like, uh, he's overrated. Like, he's a stat guy. Like, he puts up lots of stats, but he doesn't like lead a team anywhere. You pick him in fantasy. But that might be more on Detroit. You pick him in fantasy. That's what you do. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the league. Except for last year. He just like got injured and didn't do much. And now he has COVID. So great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that sucks. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, God, where would I have? So Wentz, Wentz in that category. Yeah, I, I'm higher on Wentz than a lot of people. Everyone thinks like Wentz is a bum, but like I, I don't agree with that. Um, I mean, before he started throwing a shit ton of picks, uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I thought Cousins was going to do well in Minnesota. I'm disappointed. Oh, yeah. I thought when the when the Vikings signed Cousins, I had them pinned to win the NFC North. Like, I remember I'm just like, oh, yeah, the Vikings, they're going to they're going to do well. They're replacing. Yeah, they're replacing that uh, Case Keenum with with the you like that guy. Oh, yeah, he's going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to be really good. And then and then uh, Cousins and he was good last year. Like you saw what he did against the Saints in that playoff game. He was, he was, he was good last year. And then mm-hmm. uh, Matt Ryan, maybe you could put in that category. Matt Ryan, yeah, I can see him in there. Yeah, I don't want to drag on with this one for too long, but this is the one that really, this is the one that's really perplexing me right now. You talked about how paying running backs is disastrous should the Giants cut their losses with Saquon no I don't agree with that I mean you still have him for another couple years so I'd say just roll with him so the thing is with Saquon it's it's gonna depend so much I, I I wouldn't sell him off now because of the torn ACL yeah, you're you're gonna be selling low on him, dude. God, yeah. Who's gonna take him with the his foot's almost falling off? Well, somebody will claim him, but it'll be for like a low value. It'll be like for like a a fourth round pick. Okay, even okay. Injured Saquon Barkley gets at least a second. I don't know about that, man. Especially with values of running backs, and he hasn't really been performing that well. Uh, 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 wow. Leonard Fournette. Got cut. He couldn't even get a day three pick. Wow. Well, I mean, Fournette was starting to kind of taper off a bit, but but Barkley, at least, even last year, he put up big time performances, and this year it was more on the line. I don't know, man. As I said, va- draft uh, trade value is weird, especially with the risk factor of an ACL. If he were healthy, maybe you can get a second for him. But like ACL, mm, I just don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think the Giants should trade Saquon yet. I give it a year, at least a year, or at least until when contract talks start start to kind of pop up as uh, potential ideas and rumors and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, the Giants. Uh, this is from. Thank you, Dr. Salt. Yeah, this is from... <laughs> Excellent question. This is from C-Money in Tennessee. Um, what teams do you think will make the college football playoff? Oh, interesting question. I mean, Ohio State, I think, makes it. Bama makes it. Clemson makes it. Fourth one will be interesting. Yeah, fourth uh, one. I mean, you can make the argument for Georgia. You can make the argument for... Notre, is really, Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre you can Dame see Notre for Dame. some reason is always there. Well, Notre Dame would probably be my choice at this time. Yeah, for some reason, all the people I talk to, they're not really high on Notre Dame. They're just like, oh, Notre Dame sucks. Uh, Notre Dame's always about hype, though. That's what you got to worry about. Yeah. 
Yeah. Clemson almost lost. Yes. Yeah, to Boston College, but that's yeah, but that, was, that was without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and that was with I think like a freshman, true freshman quarterback. Oh uh, yeah, um, University of Miami. Miami, Maybe. they're four and one, oh, or, or they're five and one. one. They're five and one overall, four and one in conference play. Although their one loss is probably to Clemson, which all in all probably kills them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to be a lot to, to Penn State's 0-2. Well, Ohio State was a predictable one, but Indiana, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Indiana is, yeah, Indiana's been... They're 2-0. and I don't get how they're 2-0. <laughs> Well, uh, the thing with like Penn State is I am a salty pit fan. Penn State is fucking toxic up here. <laughs> so anytime Penn State loses, I will pounce on that shit. That is our fuel because Pitt is garbage. They yeah. talk about, oh, Pitt should be ranked higher. They need to be ranked higher. No, no, no. You've lost four straight. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't want to hear another fucking word about Pitt being their time or their ranking again. Was Pitt even ranked at one point? Yep, they were ranked uh, a couple weeks. I think highest was number 21. Oh, that's good. It's uh, more than my local BCS school. <laughs> Rutgers, I mean, Rutgers, uh, they gave us some fun laughs against Michigan State. And then uh, they got manhandled by Indiana, who's ranked 13. Indiana, really? Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it currently stands, um, number one is Clemson, number two is Alabama, number three, Ohio State, number four, Notre Dame. Number five is Georgia, and number six is Cincinnati. Cincy. Five and oh. Not going to lie, I wasn't expecting that. Nope. Was mm-hmm. not expecting that at all. <laughs> all right, now on to another question from iMoogly, a member of the Let the Kids Talk podcast. Right. Um, what do the Cubs need to do this offseason? Quickly pivoting the baseball. <laughs> Real quick. Um, I know, like, I think they didn't qualify Schwarber, right? I haven't been following the Cubs that much. I know the hitting core has been it's been iffy, so I think it's time to start dismantling it. Well, like the rumor was, like they were wanted to trade Chris Bryant last year. I think he's a free agent after next year, same as Javi Baez. Okay, well, so, thing with Bryant I mean, and Baez is that not only have they regressed a little bit, their value has vanished. I mean, yeah. Baez. I mean, Javi Baez was always hailed as like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest player." It's like, have you seen him? He's a free swinger. Dude, He's with whipping. Like Baez, not only did he have a down year offensively, he mathist. And I don't know, if, I don't know if you're familiar with foolish baseball, but mathising is when you have over 200 plate appearances and have an OPS plus below 60. Jesus. 
historically bad. Well, the thing with Mathis is he's a defensive catcher, so it's a little different. But yeah, well, it's still. just it's just a nickname for the. Yeah, it's like Mendoza line. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's it's kind of like the analytical version of the Mendoza line. But yeah, I don't know if you can sell high on Bryant and Baez. I don't know if they think about trading Baez. But yeah, the Cubs, they still have they're, great they're in pitching. trouble. Like hitting is a mess. I mean, pitching wise, I mean, you got a great year out of Jeffress. Your bullpen's still iffy, as it was showed against the Marlins. Oh, but yeah. like you're, I mean, you Darvish has had a good resurgence, so you're okay there. Kyle Hendricks is doing all right. You have a decent option there. So you have three pitchers. Do you have anyone else coming through the pipeline? That's your question. Yeah, but if you're a team that's contended as much as the Cubs had and with their willingness to part with prospects like Glaber Torres and uh, Eloy Jimenez, um, there's probably not a lot of guys in there. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, if I'm the Cubs, I probably start liquidating the hitting. Although I don't know if you can get much. Maybe I wait a year because. Good lord, they they gotta they gotta produce at least a little bit more in order for that kind of value to to kind of rise up. I mean, Bryant, like a free agent after next year, um, he's probably a deadline get at this point, and deadline mm-hmm. gets aren't they're rarely shown to be. Um, big uh, go-getters for uh, prospects and and uh, cash and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah, just yeah, the Cubs—they're in a weird, weird spot. I can't get a gauge on them. Like, I'll I'll try watching them like on MLB Network, or I'll get on like Quick Pitch or something like that, and. I'll just look and watch them play, and I'm just like, what What the hell? It's kind of like the Islanders. For some reason, they're good, but I can't gauge why they're good. Yeah, you can't put your finger on it, but it's like, all right. They're- mm-hmm. Like, the Cubs shouldn't be, the Cubs should be, it should have been nowhere near. The problem is the NL Central fun. itself is a mess. The The Reds were... You know, they didn't do anything until, like, the last, like, 10 to 15 games. And then they laid a massive egg in the playoffs offensively. The Brewers, their hitting core was demolished, and they became nothing. They were even worse than the Cubs in terms of hitting. They shouldn't have even made the playoffs. The Cardinals were just mediocre. Like, they're just that. And the Pirates are legendary levels of trash. <laughs> That's why they made the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, they're the pirates. Someone's got to be the pirates. Yeah, will be the pirates. Yep. <laughs> they like they were garbage. I didn't even pay attention to them. They were that bad. And I'm just sitting there, like at the pitching staff, like, who the fuck are these people? Uh, like, like who is Nick Tropiano? Like the Jameson Tyon. Tyon had Tommy John again. Yep. Um, 
Felipe Vasquez, I wanted him traded at the last deadline. They didn't. And they said, oh, we'll get him a thing of the offseason. He becomes a pedophile. He goes, why not? <laughs> Dude, that, that Felipe Vasquez ordeal was... That was just... It was bad. Like just wow. Just, of yep. course, the Pirates. Oh, yeah. And then um, our star, pro- our top prospect, O'Neal Cruz, um, goes and drives drunk after curfew in the Dominican Republic, hits a motorcycle, kills three people, and is probably going to jail for manslaughter. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's the Pirates right now. Oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. Baseball is the there only... Are puni- there are punishment for our arrogance in the other sports. That's what I feel the Pirates are. Yeah, it's... It's funny. It's like with Pittsburgh and New York, it's literally the reverse. It's like in hockey and football, Pittsburgh is the one that's always successful and winning games when New York sucks. Well, not really the Rangers. The Rangers are getting it together, but mm-hmm. but like it, at least for me, the Devils haven't. I mean, they're kind of on the up and up, but. But it's going to be a couple years until the crop kind of is ready for harvest. And baseball is the one where Pittsburgh suffers. And at least me as a Yankees fan get to look down for once. And until October when Aroldis Chapman blows another big save and the lineup vanishes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good question. What do you got next? Um, from the vaunted Flylatory. Flylatory. Welcome back. Flylatory. Where do you think Mike Hoffman will sign? Mike Hoffman? I don't know. I thought he would have signed somewhere by now. Either he's waiting for a contract. He might even sign in the KHL. KHL? Well, with me, I, mean, I feel like... a while for Dadenhoff to get signed, so there's that. I mean, he's not going back to Ottawa, unfortunately. Oh no! Oh God, no! Especially after what what his what his wife or, or his, his girlfriend, girlfriend did with uh, Eric Carlson's Eric Carlson. wife. It's absolutely despicable, by the way. Mm-hmm. Just, that, that, he he lost all his leverage and got traded for nothing. And he got flipped again for some kind of value. Personally, like I've been. This is just my devil's side talking, but. I mean, from a devil's perspective, since that's kind of like I talk devils a lot, um, I think if Hoffman were to sign here, I think he's going to sign like a bridge deal regardless, like a one or two year deal. Maybe he goes the Taylor Hall route and signs with a non contender for at least one to two years. And then the team that gets them, like say a two year contract could be very optimal. And. That team could flip him at the trade deadline for even more value because they have that extra year of control. That's how the Devils got so much for Blake Coleman because even though Coleman wasn't exactly an elite forward, he still had a shit ton of intangibles and value that he could provide to a team. And he has, like, I think two more years of control mm-hmm. left on his contract. And also, not like Capit. That's why that's how the Devils got. A first rounder and Nolan Foot. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I like Blake Coleman as a player, so that's that's the reason. Well, you know me, so I've been, or you don't know me, but 
for the people that <laughs> listening, Ming, you know me. I I've, know you. I've been on the the Blake Coleman train Absolutely ever since have. ever since 2018. I've always seen yep. him as kind of a as kind of a like a as an underrated, under the radar kind of kind of guy. And now he's finally in the spotlight now in Tampa, getting a cup winning goal. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Just absolutely good for him. Anyways, um, I think you, you Hoffman. You've done good, Blake. You've done good. Anyways, um, in regards to the Hoffman question, I think he signs. I don't have a specific team, but I think he signs a team that's not contending. And is typically yeah, trendy. I mean, he's probably going to sign like a Taylor Hall deal, like a one year, prove it. Um, this is from Hollow. Who <laughs> this is kind of a meme question? Who would win this battle? The Dream Team Eagles or the 2019 Browns? Ooh, all right. Who blows it more? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, damn. Uh, I'm going to go Dream Team because the 19 Browns didn't have an offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> and they also had a better coach. I mean, say what you all about Andy Reid and Philly, but Freddie Kitchens <laughs> was completely out of his element. On if uh, Freddie Kitchens was... Dude, things with the Browns is that with Beckham, I watched Odell Beckham for a long time. The Browns completely misuse him. Oh yeah, it's like well, Beckham. Beckham is a underneath slant kind of guy. Every single time I'd watch Browns games, I'd see the box, the middle of the field, and within ten yards, wide open. I'd see Beckham matched up one on one with a guy who's not pressing, and I'm like, okay, run the slant route, Baker. Call a hot route. Now, come on. You, 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 you can call those in Madden. Can you call those in real life? Just hot route them to a slant route. <laughs> They're based off real life plays. So, yes, you should be able to. <laughs> like with Beckham, they just they just misuse him so much. And now he's torn his ACL. And now I'm starting to think more and more that the Giants sold the Browns a bag of somewhat damaged goods. Uh, well, the Beckham. problem with the... Um with Beckham was just that if you wanted to like sell him, you should have done it back at shit, the deadline or like the year before you signed him to an extension. Cause uh, like, aren't they still paying him dead cap? I think, I think they're still paying him dead cap. Yep. I think mistaken. either for another year or so. Yeah. Also with Beckham, it was the fact that he didn't have a good head on his shoulders in New York. He kept taking passive aggressive shots at Eli Manning, which uh, mm-hmm. doesn't really bide well because franchise quarterbacks have a lot of. They carry a lot of pedigree, mm-hmm. and teams will will cut guys or trade them if no matter how good they are if they. If they talk shit about a franchise quarterback, especially one like oh, yeah. Eli Manning in New York, where everything is judged based off of if you win. Except for Henrik Lundqvist, even though he never won, he was just even as a Devils fan, I feel I feel so badly for him. Now he's on the caps, which who knows what yeah, the who hell knows? happens there with him. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Yeah, we're going with Dream Team Eagles for that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, Dream Team Eagles. 
anyways, um, this is from uh, Link. Um, I don't know if you're a NASCAR guy or not, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a stab at this one. What's his question? Predictions for the NASCAR Cup Championship at Phoenix. Probably more salt and shit shows from NASCAR because uh, that whole Harvick thing was a mess. Yeah, like the only guys I know from NASCAR are Jimmy Johnson. Um, Kevin Harvick, Kevin and Kyle Busch, and and Bubba Wallace, simply because of that absolute shit show of a scandal. Uh, the, yes, the scandal. Mm-hmm. But the thing with NASCAR is that I don't knock NASCAR. Like, I mean, I knock NASCAR, I'll joke about it, because I'll just be like, haha, lol, redneck sport, but... Honestly, I watched a, I watched a race, and my friend, the link, the one who's actually asking this question, does a uh, does a cup series on NR two thousand three. That's just a bunch of computer cars, and he made a bunch of us as names. You're actually in it, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think I remember seeing that. He mentioned it sometime. The USD Cup. Well, I thought series. you're winning the race. I do remember that. The USD Cup Series is a. Uh, it's always fun. It's a better system than what NASCAR uses now. They actually just go by points, and NASCAR goes by whatever the hell their playoff system is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but NASCAR, the thing is, is that it's probably better in person. Like I could just imagine. Oh, yeah. I could just I was, imagine. Um, I was actually gonna go to. Um, an event in Martinsville back in May before all this shit went down. We were going to meet a couple of NASCAR followers. We we're going to see a race. I was going to go with five points. And unfortunately that never happened. So I, I still have just, yet to crack my NASCAR cherry. I could just imagine like renting out an RV sitting in the infield at like Talladega or something oh, yeah, like that. On the roof. Like, and, and the cool thing about NASCAR races is that you can bring your own cooler. Yeah. Like, you don't need to pay exorbitant prices for beer. <laughs> you don't have to pay oh, yeah. 15 bucks for a warm, flat beer at Yankee Stadium. Huh. And uh, you can just sit there. You can bring your own grill. You just make your own food and just listen to some redneck rock. and Yeah, fly a bunch of flags. And, uh, yeah, you're there. You're good for the day. Yeah, that's got to be that's got to be a hell of a day. Just going down to a NASCAR race. That's what everyone tells me. It's just like, yo, man, you can you can make a you can talk in that redneck voice all you want, but once you're once you're at a race, you're gonna be you're gonna be mesmerized. Yep, especially if you're in the infield. Those are probably some uh, it's probably some shenanigans that happen. There. Okay, in the infield, that's just a bunch of drunk. Like, just rowdy, rowdy, whole lot of Confederate flags. <laughs> oh my God. Well, not anymore. Like, Ming pulled it up on Google Images. I've already seen two Confederate flags. Yeah, this, well, this was back in, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, anymore they, they banned Confederate flags. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four like, Confederates. NASCAR. Yeah, those four bastards. Hmm. Well, I never got the Confederate flag shit. It was just like, like really, man, just like no, it's just like, 
it comes off as just like, I, like we see them in Southwestern PA. It's like, we, you know, we're a union state, right? Yeah. It's like, really, man? You're it's like little, Pennsylvania. Like, I don't, I mean, I get why people do it. It's like a Southern pride thing. It's not really a racist thing, but uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, people think it's racist now. I mean, in 2020. Well, I mean, like, like, up in, like up in New Jersey, like we look at Confederate flags and we're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, like, I, I, I mean, people bitch because I don't get it. And like, whatever. I mean, I think I get a point where it's like, okay, uh, we're in southwestern Pennsylvania. We don't have a history of slavery or uh, allied with the Confederacy. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Huge difference. Ah, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, this is from again, I'm Oogly. What do the Orioles need to do to become competitive? Now, Ming here. <laughs> I would say they need to keep developing. Most Ming off. Here, they're on the right track, the but they need like some work. Yeah, they're, they're not spending big time money on any free agents. Yeah, everything's going to come from within. And uh, and even then, if they succeed, they're going to trade those for, for, for prospects. So, But, yeah, they need pitching. <laughs> like That's that's a definite. Jeez, the got, pitching they, is an organizational problem. Sure. Well, they um um they they just uh they just hired a new pitching coach that they've been grooming for a while. So hopefully that hired from within. No, this is from promoted. like the minor leagues kind of. Oh, sure. Like minor leagues. This is a deep rooted problem right. that you gotta really like. You have to hire a whole staff dedicated to digging that staff out and examining why you can't develop pitching. You just want the Orioles to be the Yankees farm system again, man. Or is it, hey, Mussina, yeah. come, come, come well, on over. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Okay, first of all, that's... Which is fair. Okay, first of all, the, the Yankees farm system is... Well, we have poached a couple of relievers from you. Sure. Zach Britton is... Zach Britton, for sure. Uh, in my opinion, you should be the Yankee. In, a way, but in yes. my opinion, you should be the Yankee closer. Zach Britton was Well, a, they exercised his option, so... Uh, a former yeah, Oriole. Uh, you got him, you got him oh. for another year. Yeah, Zach Britton. Um, other than that, the Orioles aren't really the Yankees' farm system. If anything, that would be the Marlins because of Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Yankee fans, we think that the entire league is our farm system. That's entitlement, baby. Well, yeah, technically, you can entitled. be. Can the Pirates be your farm system? We could use some good players. Yeah. Well, I mean, eh, just thing is, that's just like who do you? Who do you guys even have? <laughs> like, like no, no disrespect whatsoever. Can you but name some. But do you guys even have any? Like, what Josh Bell? Even then, the Yankees yeah, have Luke Voigt. But Josh Bell is not developing. He had a really, really good year. He had a good couple months. He had a good couple months. He was good in like in May and June. He was just raking. But like after that, it's just like Jesus. It's pain, painful stuff. Hardcore pain. Uh, hey, at least you, you, you not hired, fired Neil Huntington. Yeah, like, dude, like, everyone's saying, like, oh, we fired Hurdle. We're keeping cl-. Neil Huntington's like, really? No, no. <laughs> like, they were doing, like, interviews during the whole damn thing. It's like, Jesus Lord. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least you have the pens and... 
and Steelers. Yeah, the Orioles, they just, I think they just need to keep their course and try to yeah. at least develop pitching. Yeah, it's going to be another three, four years off from any any competitive baseball. Uh, I don't love waiting, getting beat up, but that's baseball. I mean, the Orioles are kind of the Yankees farm team in a way. I mean, like we beat up on you guys every year. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And, and then and it's like I remember before that, uh, like that series in September, I think when the Orioles were a game back of the eight seed. Oh, right. And, they got, so, and, and, and I remember we, we were texting each other. We're yeah. like, we're like, oh, my God, this is this is, uh, this is important. This is an important game. Yeah. This is this is the first competitive. This is the first uh, game with first series with stakes that that we've that we've seen between yeah, the Yankees and, and the Orioles they swept, since uh, all four games, right? If I remember correctly, or yeah. three out of four camera. Yeah, I, no, think, I the think the first they took game. All four, yeah, they. I think they took all four. Yeah. I think the first one went. I think the first one was when Garrett Cole tossed a complete game shutout. Yep. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh no! Then yeah. Luke Foyt hit two rockets. He did. In the yeah. second game. But and then, yeah, uh, time prospects and uh, yeah, some starting pitching depth or some starting pitching at all. Yeah, good. That's your short God. answer. I mean, Cosmo Kramer looked pretty. Cosmo good. Kramer looked did look pretty good, but it's still it's a, it's a little too early to tell whether or not the Orioles pitching system will ruin him, and then he gets traded to another team, becomes a Cy Young candidate, <laughs> a uh, another Jake Arrieta or um, Dylan Bundy. Oh. <laughs> guys still there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Um Yeah, you guys kinda cut off on me for a second. Yep. Oh, cool. This is from uh Dr. Saul again. Oh hey, two times. Double dipping. Um do you guys think that winning the World Series gets the label off Kershaw considering in the past he's been set up to fail by Dave Roberts? <laughs> Probably. I mean I, I always struck me as like the Ash Ketchum. You know, uh, you have yeah. this like crazy failure due to reasons in and out of his control. And then, he, like, Ash Ketchum would win this, like, random, like, tournament that, like, is apparently considered illegitimate. Well, and I'm like, it's either wait, he's going to win, like, you know, like, now or he'll win, like, when he's, like, 40. Wait, Ash Ash actually won technically he won in a Lola. No, he won in Alola. He's, like, the most recent. That was, like, number three trending on YouTube for, like, a week. Ash Ketchum winning Alola. Like, in Sun and Moon. Like he won the Orange League. <laughs> That's right. When he finally won, you mean? Yeah, that was yeah, when. That was, it, that was yeah. when we we dedicated the whole we, segment we to did. it. <laughs> God, another. Okay, the big thing, Tree. I don't know if you know about this, but in the X and Y series, Ash made it to the Kalos League final, and and he got screwed over by. Got screwed over by uh, stupid type matchups. His Greninja mm-hmm. somehow lost to a Charizard. Huh. Granted, it was a Mega Charizard X. It was just... It was just OP. Yeah, it was just... Dude, Ash Greninja in that entire series was bust. That's why Greninja is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, my Pokemon lore isn't really like super like high up, but even I know when shit's real. Oh, yeah. Like... Ash Ketchum winning a tournament like that trended. Oh uh, yeah, but that he was he was like 
it's so funny in the span of three years or, or for the last four years we have in terms of the memes that we've lost we've lost the eagles we've lost yeah. the capitals we've lost the blues <laughs> we've lost the god um we've lost clayton kershaw yep yeah like um this year's been trying to break me it's it's not good and we've lost Ash Ketchum. Yeah, I know who's left. Well, there always be a... the Democratic Party, depending on how these turn out. Yeah, let's see, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, dude, this whole thing's a shit show. Yeah, like hundreds of thousands of ballots magically appearing out of nowhere, all voting for Biden. Oh, Everyone dude. says it's mail, and it's like, dude, uh, camera, uh, yeah. camera, the I got four a.m. in the morning. It's like, like, wait, what? Okay. Whoa, the Yankees made a move. Apparently, Ooh. um, the Yankees did they acquire Joe Biden for no. future no. considerations? No, they didn't acquire Joe Biden for future considerations ah, and random million dollars. They actually acquired veteran shortstop, former San Francisco Giants shortstop, and Garrett Cole's brother-in-law, Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford? Really? Ooh. Uh, I think this might be speculation. I don't think this is happening. Still not a bad move. Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, it was, it was, it was speculation. Yes. Don't put my hopes up, man. Come on. So, dude, it was. I thought baseball was going to do something. Dude, it was, it was clickbait. It was such a clickbait headline. It was pros and cons of Yankees trading for veteran shortstop Brandon yeah, Crawford. Yeah, didn't happen. Thank you, SNY. You suck. Yeah, dude. Of course, it's SNY. Of course. Of course. Yeah, now, they got resigned Lemayhu first, man. Before this, oh my god, dude! If they traded for Crawford, I'd I'd kiss goodbye to DJ Lemayhu. I wish I would be livid if they let him go. Personally, I feel like I feel like the Mets are gonna poach him in just a power move from Steve Cohen to get uh, excitement in the fan base because I Mets fans. Okay, but Mets fans love nothing more than screwing over the Yankees. That's why they traded for Marcus Stroman. It's not even about that. It's about, um, I think, the Phillies. I think they go after JT Realmuto because he's a big free agent, and the Mets do need catching help. Oh, my God, yeah. they. <laughs> I saw on Twitter a video compilation of Wilson Ramos grounding in the double plays. Wilson Ramos was a solid catcher, but he just didn't have it this year. Yeah. Anyways, next question from Mantic. Do you think the Dolphins are legit? Not yet. I mean, they have a shot at the playoff berth. The AFC is just really competitive. I'm surprised how they came out against the Rams. I'm surprised how well they played defensively on special teams. I think uh, Flores is doing a good job down there. My worry about them was that he was way too green as a coach. I thought he needed more time. But he's been proving me wrong there. Like I thought he did good work with the Patriots defense the last couple of years. So I'm glad to be wrong on that front. Uh, issue for them is going to be offense. If Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the rig deal or not. Yeah. If he's not, then, I mean, you have that Texans pick. But, I mean, he needs more time, I feel like. Uh, Tua could be kind of a baptism by fire kind of thing. I I do yeah, think I do agree with you. What's happening with Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and they want that. That's why they're doing it. Uh yeah. It's like, oh, you're gonna sit. 
especially since Herbert was picked ahead of him or picked um, after him. And Herbert's currently lighting it up in, mm-hmm. in uh, Spanos land. Yeah. Another question from Hollow. This one just hot and ready. Um, do you think the Josh Anderson contract has a chance to be worse than the David Clarkson contract? It depends. <laughs> Main thing is, you better hope that injury was just injury related. That is, that is a, a ridiculous risk. Like that, that is a huge risk. You, but the problem is, it's Bergevin, so it'll probably work out just because. Yeah. But trading away Max Domi, that is just... Domi, he wasn't going to get paid there. Yeah, uh, uh, good point. But you trade Max Domi to shell out for a power forward. Like, even though granted, I like power forwards, I think they add value to a team. But seven years? Again, we learned this thing with David Clarkson. Wow, I'm actually just realizing how similar this contract is to David Clarkson. Oh, it's the same contract. Seven years, five and a half half mil. Oh, wow. Shit. (laughs) The thing with Clarkson is he was coming off a weird year, and he did not fit the Toronto system. Clarkson was after a lockout. Yeah, it was was after the lockout year. Now, I remember in 2012, Clarkson was... Oh, he was a beast. He was 30 Uh, years. David Clarkson, I, I saw him score a goal... I saw him score a nifty deflection off of a shot from Bryce Salvador in Game 5 of the 2012 Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. Dude, that, that series just never ceases to piss me off. The games one, Game 1 was the one that really just still, like whenever I think about it, it just makes me go, God damn it. This is like a Mark fan. Missed a wide open net yep. on a rebound. Would have changed everything. It's like I still shudder a little bit when you mention the names Anze Kopitar, Jeff Carter, Justin Ooh, Williams, Alec Martinez. Okay, Alec Martinez doesn't give me flashbacks. I'm not a Rangers fan. <laughs> um, Interesting. Jarrett Stoll, that one. Enrique. Okay, Adam Henrique makes me happy. That makes me happy. <laughs> Henrique, it's over. That that <laughs> that goal was the micro has been the microcosm of the Devils Rangers playoff rivalry since like ever since 1994. Yes, feels good. Well, yeah. it felt good for a little bit. And couldn't quite finish it off. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for the mail. That was mail great. Everybody, bag. keep them coming, man. Keep them coming. All right, absolutely yeah, keep them coming. Up on I Discord, send a this. DM via Twitter right. at Cam Woolley Show. Um, you know, smoke signals, carrier pigeons. Um, yeah, send a raven. Yeah, tape a note here at the studio door. I'll get it. You know, you slip a letter under the, 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 the door. However you want to get it to us. That, man. We love it. Oh, my God. Breaking election news. CNN projects that Joe Biden will win Michigan. Oh, that, that's uh, wow. That oh, is here are these hundreds of thousands of votes immediately for Biden coming out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely not going to cause controversy. Oh, no, that that's definitely not going to get 
not going to yeah, get Yeah, it's definitely not going to piss people off. That's Dude. definitely, that's if, definitely uh, not going to get If people thought this was going to be ending in fucking <laughs> yesterday, yeah. dear God, yeah. not happening. So I was in a call last night with a bunch of guys. Dude, we were just going crazy. I was up until like 1.30. Saw that. You're tweeting till very late. So I, was, I was, I did a great job as my, uh, as an election analyst. The thing is, it's just like, I, I'm kind of trying to, to cherish the last election that I'm like, that I don't have any big stake in. Oh yeah. Next time you, next time you get, you get to throw your hat in the ring, bro. Next time. Yeah. 24. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, dude, that's gonna finally be, should be that's, interesting. That's gonna be crazy. Should be interesting. Right on tree, man. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, man. F- uh, check out tree, urinating tree on on YouTube. Uh, Four hundred twelve thousand subscribers. Um, I can't, still can't believe that. Oh, speaking of which, I'm uploading Sports Ball Week Eight right now. Um, week Eight, is and it doesn't right have a sponsor now. on it, so it's not going to be delayed this week. Well, absolutely, that's really good. I'll be sure to, I'll be sure to watch tonight. That, that's always. Yeah, uh, as I said, I felt like this one was weak. I don't know why. I just like, I don't know if I hit a wall. Or there just wasn't much that really like happened. Happened, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I know that. I struggled to write it this week. <laughs> your your tree 2020 logo. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> the I, middle finger. You should have voted for me, then you, this wouldn't have happened. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Trey, I got one question for you. The uh, that plaque that YouTube sends you when you hit hundred thousand. Where is it in your room in your house? It is like right behind me. Actually, it is nice. a um right by the line door. Like I just um I got it like randomly. It's like oh hey you can like show. It's like because I never got a notification. Like hey you can get your hundred thousand. I'm like hey I have my hundred thousand. Do I get? It's like I, I never like. Did, did like this huge pomp and circumstance because it's just a number to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, cool. They don't, they don't hand those out to everybody. We don't. We don't have. I know. I like. Yeah. I, there was like the fake notes. Like, oh, YouTube cares for me. I'm only like one of like sixty thousand people that have ever gotten this. Yeah, and it actually it's looks so pretty great, cool, boys. Awesome. So sad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we only have thirty eight over here. Yeah, we'll get there. And it's sometimes it just comes randomly. You never know. Yeah. Like with you, it was actually the election four years ago that had you pop off. Yep. Well, it was part of it. That that gave me my impetus to um, start making videos again. Because I know people like bitches like, oh, this this was a terrible video. And you like it, bitch, because it's like it leans one way. But like, if I don't do that video, I'm not doing what I do now. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'll do a vid on the election this year because it seems like another fucking minefield. But like, dude, it's a... Uh, then everyone's gonna be just like, "Oh, that's what ballots or mail-in ballots are for." It's not rigged. It's like, mm. yeah, like like with me, I I I really don't like to get political on here, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Trump like, is an arrogant buffoon. Let's not be <laughs> let's not beat around the bush there. Oh yeah, but and I figured Trump was gonna lose, but like that, come on, dude. It's like I don't like to get political a lot, but like before today, I was kind of. That was kind of like Pashaisha about stuff of like voter fraud. And it's like, I figured it was just oh, another... there were issues like that before hanging chads in Florida, the deep old voting machines in Ohio in 2004. Uh, you know, everyone like Democrats like bitched about the Russians. Oh and, you know, in God. 2016, oh it's like, God, and that's the thing. Like the Democrats are bitching like, oh, why don't you take it fair and score? It's like, you, you didn't do it either. You try to recount and you lost 140 it's votes. Like, like we know that both sides 
We knew that people both sides heading about into politics this. and like like smug Twitter check marks are the worst Twitter check marks, oh and they're god. really smug right now. Oh my god, dude! It's like, like it's getting bad. Yeah, just I am like I look at my Twitter. Feed. No offense to you, man. I know you're you're a check mark as well, but. <laughs> I just cry. I, I don't mean you. I, just, I mean I cry about the Orioles and I post food. That's about it. So. <laughs> sorry, I'm post sorry, pins. but I, I like I shit post. That's all I do on Twitter. Yes. If you're not using Twitter for shit posting, you're doing it yes. wrong. Uh, that is at urinating tree, everybody. If you're not following mm-hmm. him, start following it. I, I probably am. lost some followers with my recent tweets. I'm just shit posting about the election. Oh, it's dude. like not even like anything like relate like siding with one side. It's just like. Like ones that's like ref ball, unsportsmanlike conduct on Trump, <laughs> pass interference on Wisconsin, and <laughs> tank bowl. Tank bowl. It is a tank bowl. Dude, it is. Dude, it's so funny. It's like, like I remember last night. It was, it was, um, <laughs> it was just Trump blowing out, blowing him out in. In like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, I remember I'm like, oh my god! Then I'm thinking, oh, there's mail ballots. There's there's so much that's going to be counted. Um, but there's just so much, so much, dudes. This is gonna be like my parents. Granted, I wasn't born in 2000. Hell, I wasn't mm-hmm. even a thought in 2000. But from what I heard. Bush Gore was Bush Gore was rough. Oh, like was, Gore uh, was literally going down the elevator, and he lost Florida. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and this year everybody's saying, "Oh my God, it's gonna be like Bush Gore," and I'm like, uh, "I don't have any reference to that, but uh, okay." <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm seeing this i'm seeing so much i'm seeing so many headlines like oh oh did this county stop counting this ballots at this time or oh that there's a uh, 10,000 some odd ballots over here that haven't been counted up 50,000 here 100,000 there oh hold on dude you know you know both sides lawyered the shit out of themselves mm-hmm. they just lawyered up both sides it's going to be like, I'm just enjoying the last uh, time I can have of, you know, just just like kicking back and relaxing during the election before I'm 20 and I have to, you know, actually vote and root for someone big time. Better things ahead, hopefully. Well, yeah. It's like I was talking with someone last night. Don't look at me going down the rabbit hole of this right now. But like I was talking with someone last night. Um, Tree you may or may not may, may not know him. Um, his name's uh, Hogthrow. Yeah, I've heard of him before. Um, he was saying it's like, listen, this election is about the next seven months. It's a very short term kind of ordeal instead of the next four years. Also, am I the only one that 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 has that gets so many pet peeves of every four years? Everyone telling me that this is the biggest election of our generation. Well, dude, they were doing a huge election blitz this year, and I mean huge. Oh my god, yeah, like like the NFL. I haven't seen a. Oh, dude, I didn't it's see every a fucking organization. It's like 
it doesn't even feel genuine. It's just like, it's okay, like you like just like your company. Like, you, you should vote, but for the right candidate. Like you said, yeah, we at the company want you to vote. Pretty much. That's that's pretty much what the NFL is. They are the embodiment of the company. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were wrong about Kaepernick. We're sorry. It's like, why don't you give him a job? No, no, no. We, we'll, we'll just play the Black National Anthem for one week. That, that'll that get the people on our side. It's like, really? Well, the what thing the about Kaepernick, the thing about Kaepernick was that the publicity that he got the media circus like, and like, everyone his, will say like it's because he was blackballed it's i don't like, really his he, talent. Wasn't, he wasn't good enough to ju- to uh, justify the circus if he were 2012 kaepernick he would have gotten a job oh yeah absolutely I 2012 kaepernick yeah and i remember after uh after um like he got cut and or he didn't get cut but he opted to go into free agency and he got, and he wasn't getting any offers. He was like, oh, no, I'm going to stand for the anthem. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying that. I'm just going to help you get a job. Yeah, he mentioned like, oh, I'm going to stand for the anthem. Now it's like, yeah, I wonder why you're doing that. Yeah, really? And now we're at the point where standing for the anthem is now considered controversial, which, I mean, what a world we live in, right? That's so weird how so much stuff so polarizing now, man. Just so, Oh dude. So, you know, it's either you're with my side or you need to be fucking eradicated. It's like, like there's if no you're such either, thing as civil discourse. No such it's thing. It's like you're either like I, and just I wait see till the so hate many, speech laws get passed. It's like I see so many people on the right talking about like Democrats. They're talking they're calling Joe Biden the socialist. I'm sitting there, I'm like Okay. Joe Biden's like, a dude. He's I not know. a socialist. Maybe the people I'm under sorry. him are, but Joe Biden is not a socialist. And I'm sitting there, I'm he's like, establishment as it gets. Like I'm like, dude, I'm like, okay. Like, dude, what? Like that, and people like calling, like on the left, calling Trump a dictator, a fascist dictator, and I'm like, okay, first oh, dude, of all, Trump is child's play compared to like other shit, dude. He is nothing. Like people were, I I saw people, I saw people kind of like uh, in a fit of rage comparing him to Hitler, but I've seen people calmly compare him to Mussolini. Like, dude, huh. that is Mussolini. Jesus Lord, is he invading Ethiopia? Does he have aspirations of rebuilding the Roman Empire? Says so like I never, I never learned much about Mussolini. It was always, it was always in history class. It was, it was, um, oh yeah, we're gonna learn about uh, we're gonna learn about uh, Hitler. We're gonna learn about Stalin. We're gonna learn about uh, we're gonna learn about FDR. Uh, but only the New Deal in World War Two FDR. But mm-hmm. and we're gonna learn about Hitler. A little bit of Hirohito. A little bit. A little bit of well, we don't really talk about Hirohito because he stayed in power. You're talking about like um, what's his name? Tojo, Admiral Tojo. I didn't hear much about him, but like I didn't know a lot. The, the only he was like the head general of the Japanese yeah, army. Yeah, kind of like the Eisenhower of Japan. Pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, if you guys want to see more. Uh, election analyst Cameron Woolley. Just follow my Twitter at Cam Woolley Show. It's where the majority of my content comes from. You only see me here once a week. You see me on Twitter every day. 
get to see me bitch about a lot of things. Get to see me bitch about uh, whether it be ballots, whether it be Gio Rochella getting royally robbed of a gold glove, which is something that I forgot to mention. Yeah, we'll, we'll save for next week. Yeah. Well, even though, actually, can we just give like a slow clap to to the MLB for 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 for, for scheduling the Gold Glove Awards on on the election day? Rob Manfred is so no, no, not not only if they did it like five, that's understandable. They did it at like eight. Yeah, when the polls in Florida were closing, Florida. I, they couldn't have waited a day or two or a week for that. I mean, does it does it have to be? It didn't have to be yesterday, but whatever. They didn't want to wait. They had it scheduled, and uh, yeah, no. Apparently, things no one, even before they scheduled it on yeah, election night. It's like it, what the nobody hell? looked at the, what else was going on that day. Apparently, and uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. November third on the first Tuesday of yeah, November. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll check uh, this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, first Tuesday in November. I'll, nah. I'll, I'll, I'll care about this. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, people will watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even then, nobody actually watches. The only time I ever watched an award ceremony was when Taylor Hall was up for the Hart Trophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, um, long show. Long show this yeah, week. Well, we had lots to talk about. Special guests. Lots mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, yeah, anyways, from Ming Chen... Urinating tree. It's been an honor. Deaf man. Glad I could be on. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm glad you could be on. <laughs> yeah, we, we really thank you. Oh my god, man. Welcome back anytime. You've been my guy for God. God, I swear, this week in sports wall has become NFL prime time for a lot nice. of people. And <laughs> and from yeah, Ming Tree in a shared universe podcast studio. I'm Cameron Woolley. Don't forget to like, subscribe, bring that notification bell, follow me on Twitter, share, tell your friends, and stay classy, New Jersey.